Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals. Listener discretion is advised. another episode of mind over millennial my name is lauren and my name is tess and we just had to listen to this meeting is now being recorded which for the first time and i mean like you guys all know this we haven't been around for like a month so or probably i think more it than- might have yeah i think it's been oh i think it's been almost two it's, we died guys um yeah definitely we, a little bit that, we needed tess to- almost actually died Yes, which we'll get into as well, but we we needed to do some some soul searching. Um, I didn't know either one of us had that much soul to search, but apparently we did. So. We did, we did, and we do. And and I think that's something else that we want to bring to you guys is um, we've discovered that while we're doing this growing up thing, while we're doing this life thing that we millennials like to call it, uh, maybe being your Google experts isn't exactly what we need to be. And uh, we're just going to be getting our, our PhDs in life and mm-hmm. whining, bitching, moaning, and griping about that lesson that we learn each week to y'all. And maybe you can relate. And, and we're going to see how that goes from now on. Millennial devotional session or something. <laughs> Chicken noodle soup for the millennial soul. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Not as wholesome as most chicken noodle soup uh, no, ours Books. definitely has some uh, little extra ingredients in there. We definitely the have side. some some lead paint, maybe some. Oh, radon. you're thinking the not fun stuff. I was thinking the fun bad stuff, but sure, that. Too. Oh, you were thinking tequila. Yeah, you know, I mean, a little tequila on the side to help that hose water and lead paint go down. Isn't that how we do this? Like, I think I think so. I think you might be right. I think that's I'll the concede. twenty-one and over version of the sugar helps the medicine go down. Yes. Yes, actually, and that is why we rely on hot toddies and uh, other delicious medicinal things. I did you still haven't did, had one of those? Oh, you need to. But did you know that apparently uh, tequila it can kind of be like a hot toddy type thing, and it can be made with tea and actually hmm. warm. And it's uh, and and if we Ugh. have any like true Mexican listeners, Ugh. I apologize if I'm ba- if I'm just completely battering Ugh. something. But I thought that I understood that that's a thing. I use hot toddies because I am of Irish descent, but you know that's a thing. So Tess, do you want to tell everybody how you came back from the dead? Oh yes, um, there was about a week where I had a really bad sinus infection, and then I felt better for a week, and then I was down for another two and a half. I thought, oh my gosh, I just have the worst flu of my life, sinus infection, whatever until I lost my taste and smell. 
And then we realize <laughs> has got the vid. <laughs> yup, a little bit. Um, so I had to call my mom and be like, I, I cannot get out of bed. I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. Everything is like so bad. I don't want to give y'all TMI, but it was bad. It was really bad. Um, so I called my mom and she came up with her many treatments that she has. And within three days, it was gone. Taste and smell was back. We were good again. Um, so, you know, but there was, there was about two and a half weeks. I thought I was just going to die. I thought you so, were too, honestly. It, it, yeah. was, it was rough. It was even worse than when I had it, honestly. <laughs> no, I was staying at my house. I had so many sick days for those weeks, which I almost never take them because I mean, especially working from home, you you don't need yeah, to. Yeah, you don't need to. But I just, I could not get out of bed. And if I did get out of bed, it was kind of like, my head weighs 15,000 pounds and I'm dizzy and I'm swimming in my own air kind of yeah. feeling. So yeah, miserable. it's okay. Miserable. Yeah, now I'm, we're better. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're feeling better and I'm glad you're not dead. Me too. Because, uh, because I was, I was getting to the point where I was like, if we're going to die, could we die? If we're not going to die, could we please get better? Like, would you, could we pick one way or the other? I just feel like I'm right in that middle of the valley and we're moving nowhere. Yeah. yeah pick a side. Pick a mm -hmm. side. Yeah. No, I, I fully get that. But it's been good. Other than that, um, we are officially moved into the new place, the new apartment. I'm loving it. Sammy is not. Um, he keeps shitting in the living room. Uh, I, I take him out and he gets so excited to go out. He gets so excited to see the fresh air and the sunshine and the butterflies and whatever else and forgets, forgets to, to poop. poop. Yep. Yeah. So we're, we're having a little bit of a struggle on that one. Uh, we also had an incident with the Roomba. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Yes, uh, went out uh, for brunch at one point and was gone for, I think, an hour and 15 minutes. It was a really quick trip because my friend wasn't, like, feeling particularly well. She was just like, eh, I kind of feel hungover. I want to go back to the apartment and just lay on the couch. I was like, okay, that's fine, babe. Um, and came back in. Sammy had shit and the Roomba found it. Oh, no. And what was a white carpet was now a very odd, muddy brown color. And it was like, I wish I'd taken a picture of it. It was something that I thought you only saw in like, you know, internet, YouTube, TikTok videos. And so I had to take a bottle of like carpet cleaner, the spray stuff. Yeah. And then um, Clorox wipes. And I literally Clorox wiped my entire carpet. It's the right color again now, but I never knew that you could Clorox wipe carpet. <laughs> that is horrendous. And I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it took almost an entire bottle of those Clorox. Oh, they were the ones you bought me. They came in very handy. Thank you for that. <laughs> Lauren came to see me and apparently I am not adult enough. She can tell you that story. Um, I yeah. bought her a trash can because she had a trash bag on her brand new apartment's floor with well, her shit in it. Like, bro, you're not- <laughs> It wasn't my shit, it was Sammy's shit. Uh, well, I wasn't meaning literal shit either, oh. but insofar as, yeah, I'm glad you didn't take a dump on the floor. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah, no. I mean, you know. <laughs> but, um, all I have to say is you are recovering from a very traumatic live-in experience with another human being, and I was trying to get you back on the the test level that I knew before you had eloped, is all I'm going to say. It's fine. It's fine. We had we had things that we were conditioned to think were okay, and then later got, got away from them and thought, wait, what? Yes. Uh, Yes, yeah. that is, uh, and having an actual, and if anybody else doesn't have a trash can, like, go and get a fucking trash can. Like, you're disgusting <laughs> if you don't have a trash can. This is not a hot take. This is a fact. 
get a goddamn trash can. They cost literally $15. You don't need to get the fancy Simply Human one at Target that I got for Tess. You just need a damn trash can. I really like my fancy Simply Human trash can. Thank you, babe. Like it's, it's coming cute. awesome and really handy. And I got it out of the way. Like I've moved it since you've seen it. But we have my fancy little trash can and I'm loving it. So did you put it in the, the pantry closet? No, it doesn't quite fit in there. I put it next to the coffee maker outside the stove. Hey, I mean, that works. Uh, yeah. Like like other people know where the where this all is in your apartment. Right. Yeah, no, I know. They totally understand. All of them. It's fine. But so, yeah. What else, what else has happened in mm. the past month, Tess? Let's see. Moved, had COVID. Um, been going to the lake a little bit and going to the pool. My apartment has a pool, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, and uh, the lakes have flooded here because we've had so much freaking rain. Oh. Um, yeah, we can't get into uh, one of our main parks because the entire area that you're supposed to go and like sit at the picnic tables and everything is completely underwater. Oh, it all is now? Direction. Yes, all of it. Uh, past, past the peninsula, all of that. The only thing not underwater is the actual bathroom spot. Um, That's bonkers. And, yeah, so they have cops posted and like you cannot get in there, et cetera. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and so the one lake that is still open because they have a little bit of a better runoff situation uh, has been filling up. Yeah. And so they fill to capacity. They stop letting people in, turn them around. Yep. And um, so this last weekend, uh, like almost a week ago now, I guess, um, there's a chat of a few of us that like to go to the lake, that kind of thing. And they were like, what are we going to do? We're all getting turned around. We have nowhere to go. So we ended up at the pool and that was a lot of fun. Um, as you do. As you do. Yeah. You know, just somebody brought goldfish and beer and that was the equivalent of our, we didn't cook out. We had goldfish and beer. There you go. Um, That's a so, barbecue. Yeah. Fun, fun activity. <laughs> we had fish. It's fine. Um, so yeah, just doing stuff like that. Um, work is going all right. Uh, got another leak in my car. Going to have to figure out that because it's broken again. Um, yeah, that's, that's Tess's update, I think. What about you, Lauren? Oh, so many things. So many things. Um, as we talked about before, uh, Lauren was facing uh, some infertility things. Yeah. And so at the beginning of June, uh, we being me, but we because Ian is apparently a part of this process. I don't really know how. No offense to him. Uh, well, he has to deal with me, so he's a part of the process. Um, Does that mean I'm a part of the process too? Yes. <laughs> Actually. Sorry. <laughs> Actually. Uh, I'm just going to throw that in there. You're the sounding board and voice of reason because uh, you get to hear all of the things where I know I'm being crazy, but I'm not going to admit that I'm being crazy because Ian fine. just gets the brunt of the crazy. Um, but I have been on hormone medication, which includes like, I didn't realize that this was a thing, but apparently, um, if you don't ovulate, which for people that don't know what that is, um, it means that you don't release an egg every mm -hmm. month as a woman. Um, you can take a shot like, and, it, and not like a fun shot, not like a drink shot, but like a, uh. An actual needle in like, the booty, needle needle in the tummy. Ooh, out! No, yeah. <laughs> shot. But um, it's actually like the pregnancy hormone. It's HCG, uh, which mm -hmm. 
um, it's, it's the human growth hormone basically. Uh, but instead of using it for, uh, you know, sports and things, I'm using it so that I can have a baby and it makes, I don't know about other people, but it makes me absolutely insane. Um, so that's been interesting. Like there was <laughs> Monday this week. I don't even know what happened, but Monday this week, I literally woke up and I could have gone on a rampage. Like the amount of rage that I had in my body was unhealthy. And it was not that I had no reason. I had no reason to be like upset at anything. There was nothing that set me off. I had gotten a decent amount of sleep, but I literally like, when you say that, like when, when people use the word going postal, like yeah. I literally, if, if, if I actually had to go into an office setting, may have actually gone postal. Uh, so it's great that I work from home. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, nobody actually uh, has to see me on video because with the job that I have right now, nobody really gets on video calls. Like, yeah, we, we talk, but we don't, you know, show each other our faces because we're respectful um like that we don't we don't think that we need to see everybody's quarantine face and i only have one meeting a week and it's not uh, terrible so on camera yeah oh i don't i don't do when i used to have to do things on camera and like we do things on camera but like this is how i would dress on camera oh yeah no i'm just like bare face i know yeah. right it is with our older inspectors one of who looks like santa claus and i'm just like it bless good absolute okay, okay. bless yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been an interesting month long journey thus far. Uh, this month does not seem to be successful, which means we go on to another month of more hormones and then and another shot and more fun for Ian, I'm sure. Cause like this month, this month is like the month that I get the pass. Cause it's like, I need to like, this is Adjust. all new for this is all new yeah. for me, and then <laughs> I'm just waiting for this to be like seven months in, and I'm still just insane. And you know, I will be having the conversation of Ian leaving me, and <laughs> I don't think we'll get there. Don't worry, I will pop up at some point and be like, Lauren, you'll have to cycle <laughs> off. I'm I'm sure there will definitely be a point where it's just like we're just gonna we're just gonna take a break. Uh, but it's been. It's it's been an interesting and emotional journey that I'm sure we can dive in deeper to at a later date. But uh, since it's brand new, it's hard to just not laugh at. Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm kind of like mildly interested and entertained by the thing because of course I wake up to your texts of like I'm mad I'm gonna kill the world rare and I'm like oh hello good morning Lauren. Oh. <laughs> I think it was Tuesday. I literally woke up to that. I was just like, oh, hi, Lauren. Um, I, the, the really fucked up thing, though, is that that is how I am in the morning. And then by like 6 or 7 p.m., we'll be watching like Drunk History and I cannot stop laughing. No, like, yeah, it's you literally have almost like a pregnancy brain type thing of what's been described to me as pregnancy brain by other people, where it's like you almost have that morning well, sickness and then by the end of the day, you're great. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's literally like when you have the human growth hormone and yeah, like that's literally what it is. I mean, well, a human growth hormone is technically HCH. This is HCG, but like it's, it's the same thing. Still, there's chemicals in there funkin'. Yeah, and it is, it's bonks. 
It's 110% bogs. Like it's wonderful that modern medicine can like make this possible. Um, cause like I, I'm genuinely grateful. Like it, it's yeah. been, it, it, we started this back in like 2019. Uh, so we're going on like three years of, of no real success. And, and, you know, it's, it's been really difficult feeling defective. Um, I got defective all well, the time. It's, it's not, I'm not saying that in a way where it's like a, a pity thing. It's just like, that's kind of like, and I've, I've been on enough like little boards because I'm neurotic and that's all I fucking do during the daytime now. Um, but it's just, it seems like it's a pretty common feeling, especially like as a woman, it's just like, in like, this is the really, I showed you this, but there was something that I found on like, and it had to be from like a 4chan board where it's comparing like women um, as mates based off of like certain factors. And one of them is whether or not they're fertile. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how backwards thinking are we that that's like a thing? But anyways, it's, it's one of those... <sighs> I say the word defective because it's a really fucked up coping way for me. And unless I'm crying while I'm saying it, like I'm genuinely joking, but I'm not because it's just like, see, that's why I always tell you you're not defective (laughs) all things in good times because like I hear the joke, but I also hear the Lauren behind the joke and I'm over here. Like, I wish I could help. I've legitimately said so many different times because I've known a couple of different women who have gone through similar things, maybe not all the way through the IVF process, but like, that feeling. And I've legitimately said every single time, I wish I knew if I had like functioning whatever, because if I did, I would very willingly donate them because I have no <laughs> desire for this. So I just be like, here you go. Like, yeah, here you go. Take, take the ovaries, take the tubes, put them in you. It's good. Like it's, it's the same concept as that whole joke on the internet of like donate a titty for your friends with an A cup. It's like, all right, I got like a double D plus here. Have some of mine. Like just take them. I don't need that much. I like, we're, we're good. Take a little bit, take a whole cup. I, it's fine. <laughs> Take a, I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a C. You can be a B. We'll meet in the middle. (laughs) Here, let's just see. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I appreciate that. And I know that anybody else that's like listening or which like, apparently we have listeners. Like, sorry that y'all actually had to wait for an episode because you don't email us. Yeah, we tell you to reach out. Do you do that? No. <laughs> and so we stop for a little bit, and all of a sudden, everybody's in an uproar. But anyway. Where's our episode? Ah! <laughs> it's very similar to that thing of nobody hears you till you're dead. We died for a while. We're back now. Appreciate us more. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, um, no, not even that. Honestly, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, thank you guys. Like, I don't know. I genuinely appreciate that anybody gives a fuck Tess about is being sarcastic i'm sorry hi i speak sarcasm that was not meant genuinely i love you guys beautiful human unicorns we love you i mean i feel like if they couldn't handle us at this point they wouldn't have listened on repeat which That's some of you true. did and honestly fucking love you you're a beaut <laughs> i don't know who you are but you're a goddamn beauty and whoever's in maryland listening constantly you're a fucking beauty it's great i'm i'm here for you uh Oh my gosh, this is too funny. Hey, I'm happy to be back. I, I said this before we ever hit the little, this meeting is being recorded. Um, <laughs> I was so happy to just see Lauren's face, get the microphone plugged in, throw the dog out of the room, just be like, hey, we're back on track. This was the thing that kept me sane in 2020 after my second therapist was like, no, can't do anything with you, go away. It was like, oh, okay, well then, Lauren, hi. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. See, even I, I had things. two therapists tell me that I was fine and they couldn't do anything else for me. Oh, that's bonkers. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's trash. I'm sorry. Anybody who's met Tess for five seconds, the best compliment I ever receive is you're not as crazy as you should be. Yeah, no, that's, that's so. Not- no, no, honey. Yeah. No, no. Even yeah. I know that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to say the app that you were using, but uh, step it up. Psst. Right. Seriously. Just step, like I, because I tried one that was kind of on one end of this therapist spectrum that was much younger, newer, newer, like school of thought, all this kind of stuff. And then I tried another one with 40 plus years experience thinking, you know, maybe it maybe. was just Maybe we just didn't mesh. Yeah. Try to shop around a little. No. It's like, okay, then I'm good. All right, Lauren, help me out here because apparently (laughs) I'm paying money and it's not working. Well, you know that meme that we found in the beginning? I think this was when we first started the podcast. I found something that said, um, on a scale of uh, cutting your bangs to starting a podcast, where are you in 2020? And I was just like, I didn't understand that this was what it was. I mean, I just like hearing my own voice. That's why I edit these uh, because <laughs> I'm just completely full of myself. However, <laughs> I didn't, it's okay. I, I love you. I don't care. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you too. But I, <laughs> I didn't know that it was problematic. <laughs> I've been I, I've told a few people that I, we have a podcast just off you know just mentioning it and they're like oh how white girl of you like thank you did you not look at me like it's duh like hello skin tone <laughs> right. oh thank, thank you like when people tell me things like that again it's that have you met me excuse yeah. me um <laughs> I know I don't look like a basic white bitch but here's the facts I am I was getting someone coffee today side story derailment anyway is there even like, a it, there's no side quests here this is all just uh, welcome <laughs> so back just rabbit trails into welcome the back fray. to the, the shit show <laughs> anyway i was getting someone coffee today and i asked them what would you like and they were like oh i don't care just surprise me um just please make sure it's either iced or uh like a blended you know frozen something because that's really the wrong outside. thing to say to you we, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, anyway um and then they said, actually, can I have a uh, frozen espresso with a espresso floater? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, they usually don't do it affogato style. They do it blended in. Are you okay with that? And they go, oh, my God, I was kidding. Like espresso with espresso? I was fucking kidding. And I was like, that's one of my top five orders. It's called the espresso frappuccino with espresso, like extra. They go, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, when I was in Texas and this is, this is in general, this was even when we were working together. Um, Tess's, one of Tess's favorite drinks is literally seven shots of espresso in a, is it a venti? It's the biggest a venti one. Cup on a venti ice, cup with a on ice milk. with milk. And it is, and, and not like a lot of milk. No. And that is one of Tess's favorite, like go-to That's what I got drinks. today. That's yeah. what I got today. Yeah. yeah. No, and the lady literally called me over and she was like, do you, do you want milk in this? And I was like, yes. She was, do you want room at the top with your milk or do you like want it fill all the way up? I was like, no, 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 just a little bit. So she puts the espresso in the cup, holds it up, holds the milk up and is like, tell me when it's the right color. <laughs> and puts ice in the thing. Hey, bless her. Because like, honestly. You. You're my new favorite barista. Like, yeah, I love you. 
I think that's the that's the closest you've gotten to what you actually want in a drink. Um, and yep. if it's not that, it's something that's extremely hot. Like I remember back when we were working, <laughs> you would complain that your literal like mouth wasn't burning. I always order, if I'm going to get a hot drink, I specifically ask for it to be 180 degrees because I was once told by a barista that that's as hot as they can get it without scalding the milk. And so I don't ask for extra hot because you ask extra hot and they'll make it like, eh. But you say 180 degrees and they're like, oh, okay. I want this to come from hell and be lava in my mouth. Literally, literally, please. Yes, burn my mouth and make it as much. I saw a TikTok where this girl walked up to a, uh, I I think it was like a little trailer coffee shop, not a Starbucks. Uh, uh Um, And she said, give me as much caffeine as you can legally give me because I've been up for 48 hours and I have to be up for another 24. They gave her a venti cold brew with oat milk and two added shots of espresso and was like, this is as much caffeine as we're comfortable giving you. My only reaction was child's play. Honey, step up to the ball game. (laughs) My record for shots in one day, I believe is either 21 or 23. How are you not literally buzzing? I mean, I was. So have you ever tried Death Wish coffee? I haven't, but I have the opportunity to sometime next week and I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Cause like when I was working in Austin, like that was what I would drink. And like, I would mm-hmm. drink an entire thing by myself and I would literally like be buzzing. Well, like, I mean, my heart rate rests at like a hundred. Yeah. You're a hummingbird. I get it. You're <laughs> dainty and adorable and also just beyond fucking bonkers. <laughs> Don't shush me! I will come through this camera. Don't you just shush me? And this has been an episode of Mind Over Millennial. (laughs) We talked about nothing. Welcome back to the shit show. We also got called out after we walked away from the podcast for a bit. One of our um, most loyal listeners, love you, Jordan. You're very sweet. call this out and was like, you guys have a topic. And then if you don't have a topic and you just want to bullshit through something, you call it adulting as emotional. And I was like, I hate you. Okay. First off, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> love you, Jordan, but also fuck off because, uh, straight up, um, adulting is emotional and yeah. we only, we only, we did the, the pod straight for about five months. It was a monthly thing. We have five adulting is emotionals. Mm-hmm. So we, we did the monthly and we're I think the last one was the one that was just completely just scatterbrained. Well, of course it was. We, we were in a scatterbrained place. No, I get we, that. And this is the welcome back. This is going to be another kind of scatterbrainy whatever. But I'm looking forward to the walking through life together rather than researching and going back to addressing that because Laura was talking about it um, in the beginning. We kind of got burnt out, I'm going to say, on researching things that we weren't personally going through in that moment. Yes. Because some of my favorite episodes to research were ones like the car episode where that was something that I was actively going through. I was actively doing or the um, getting insurance as a self-employed person. I had to go do that. I had to go figure it out and it was annoying as hell, but getting to come and laugh at it and explain it to you guys and kind of just offload it a little bit, like get out of my own headspace was amazing. And we're doing this for entertainment and our own catharsis. And so going through life together, figuring things out, giving you more stories. I don't want to like name people because I'm trying to protect their privacy, but I have so many funny stories that I feel like I will ask my friends first, but I feel like it could be entertaining. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Um, and the more that I get to hang out with the the guys that Ian became very close with and their their wonderful wives uh, after this deployment and, and hearing some of their stories too, I'm not going to share any dirty laundry or anything, but- No, never there, that. It's, but yeah. there are always just, there are so many things that we all go through. Yeah. I, I don't think that we need to necessarily have a, a Google doc about it. I, I think we just need to ensure that everybody knows that this this is just life, man. Like, it really this is, is just life. I have a beautiful friend here. Her name is Violet. Um, and she very recently got out of a three-year relationship, which was kind of the same thing that I had where it was three years and then it was over and that was it. And it's really weird going from, you know, this person that you spent three years of your life, like memorizing them. And then all of a sudden you go to, hi, how are you? And what's your favorite color kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to look back. You want to move forward. You want to say, you know, I learned from this and it was still a really positive experience, but like you're starting over and it's difficult. And so she and I have had a lot of conversations about just, wow, this is weird. And my self-esteem's in a funny place and my mental health's in a funny place. And so what is, what is dating and putting yourself, what is putting yourself out there? Like one as a millennial, but then also as a younger millennial, that's also like, had a marriage already in your life. Like what is, what is that like for you? I mean, the marriage thing isn't so much of a deal in the town that I am in, because if you think about being around Fort Hood, almost everybody has a marriage under their belt by the time they're 22. Yeah. Um, or, okay, everyone is too strong, but a good percentage of the population, you say, hey, I'm going through my first divorce. And they're like, yeah, the sky is blue. What's your point? Um, yeah. You know. I mean, that's pretty normal for a military town. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm in a, a bit of an odd spot because I, you know, have my own job that's not military. I feel a little old, to be quite honest, because these people that I'm around that I'm talking about, like, hey, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. They're going through similar things at 23, 24, 22 even. And I'm just thinking, I didn't know I was old now. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. oh, so God. that's that's been a thing because the 22 year olds that I'm meeting and hanging out with or whatever, they're not even millennials. Like they're Gen Z. Yeah. I was going to say they're, they're youngins. Yeah. It's, you know, it's weird. So just kind of figuring out what's going on and also just allowing yourself to have that separation and grieving process was what I called it. Because even if you know that moving on from a relationship is the right thing to do, you're going to be sad. You're going to be upset. You're going to be You love somebody. Well, yeah, loved him a lot. Yeah. yeah, love him a lot. Loved him like it's it's always going to be a thing in your life, and then you move on and think, huh? What? Oh, yeah, exactly. So rediscovery of self has been another big one of just like what do I want to prioritize? What do I want to say that I want to do? Because I went off like did stuff that. I don't want to be the rest of my life. I'm not going to go so far as to say I'm not proud of it because I think it got me to where I am right now and I'm okay with that. And we don't yeah. currently have anything permanent that we can't recover from. <laughs> this, you didn't go out and get a bad tattoo. You're correct. Yes. Lauren stopped <laughs> me. Thank you, babe. Um, I mean, it wasn't going to be a bad tattoo, but it, you know. Um, no, I just, you, you definitely asked and I said, we need to just take some time. <laughs> she was like, we take do- a beat, babe. <laughs> Before we do that, as somebody yeah. that has tattoos, just take a take a beat. Yeah, be in a good be in a good mental state, at least for your first one. I mean, if you know what you're doing and you're like getting them, yeah, whatever. I was you. I was thinking about you. something that was very large, very visible, and my first tattoo, and she was like, mm, 
we could, we could think about this a little bit, couldn't we? And I was like, okay, fine. Um, so yeah, but I mean, just it's, it's fucking weird, man. I don't even know. I wasn't like prepared to get into this topic, but I feel like I could, um, if I thought about it for a while, like I'd fill an entire episode with just the oddities of, you know, a 19 year old being like, so you want to be my booty call? No. Why? What I want? What do you have to offer? Well, I'm a baseball player. You know what that means, right? That you don't know where anything is? Um, you just graduated high school. Yes. <laughs> like, honey, I'm almost <sighs> like, we're, we're three years away. Not Well, we're almost three years away from 30. We're half a year away from three years from 30. But anyways, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, honey, no. Uh-uh, I'm sorry. I don't... Hmm. That's some that, serious cougar shit. If you were to be a 19-year-old. I didn't. I, I swear to God, I did not. I was just like, honey, you are so dumb. Like, you're so dumb. I know. Um, yeah. And I, again, mentioning, like, Violet, she's a little bit older than me. And so her thing of saying, like, I don't have time for this shit. I have never identified with that so much in my life. I used to think people that said that were trying to like rush into something. No, 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 no. As I've gotten closer to 30, as I've gotten on the other side of 25, I've been like, oh, this makes sense. I, I'm not here to mess around. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. This is like, I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Yeah. And, and what even is like dating or being someone's girlfriend or being someone's significant, like who knows anymore? Apparently we millennials have strayed so far away from labels, so far away from identifying commitment and committing to commitment, all that kind of stuff. Have we? It seems that way. Wow. It seems that way. I've talked to people that would definitely be considered more like Gen X. Um, and Gen X or Gen Z? Cause Gen X is Gen X older. Okay. Like 41 yeah. older. Yeah. Um, who have said, yeah, like, yeah, I can't, I can't figure this out. I'm trying so hard to put myself out there to make the effort to say, you know, Hey, what can I do to make your life better? How can my presence in your life improve your life? And I just get blown off. I just get ghosted. I just get like, hey, you can't say that to a 19 year old. No. Two millennials, two elder millennials. Oh, then you're, then, yeah, then we fucked up somewhere. Yeah. Which no, is probably is true not, no matter what. Yeah, but. this is not an age inappropriate kind of situation. This is like a 40 something to a 30 something saying like, how can I make your life better? You have a grown son. I need to not just fuck around in your life. I need to be here for a reason and I need to be there for you. What can I do? Left on red. Wow. After months and months and months of talking, this is not a rushing into it, not an anything, just like- See, but then I just have to wonder if that's just like a toxic person because there are definitely like a ton of people. I don't know. I don't know. I, I obviously am not in the dating pool. I ran out of that pool as quickly as I possibly could because you know what? Fuck dating. But- well, I'm back in it now. So here we go. <laughs> I love the little claws. Nobody saw it, but Tess just closed her hands. Until- <laughs> Lobster claws. <laughs> little shut your mouth lauren I'm you're coming talking. with me i'm coming with you for ivf you're coming with me for the dating pool welcome is, back babe this is this is entirely valid i am happy to be in your corner of this cesspool uh, but i'm staying in the corner very close to the ladder that's all i gotta say that's fine i understand that but you gotta be there for my emotional support you are my emotional support human you're coming with me <laughs> i was really hoping you were gonna say that i was really I hoping <laughs> 
Honestly, I'm proud of you. I don't envy you. Because, mm. and, and like, and, and I think we've had this, we've had this conversation before. I don't know that it's ever been on the podcast, but I am only ever a- approached and hit on by men that are about the age of 60 or above. Um, so I could not even fathom being, being almost 27 and going on dates. And I hope to God that Ian doesn't just drop dead or leave me. Uh, cause I just don't want to do it, but I'm, I'm not envious. I'm very proud. And I, I would be just terrified, just absolutely terrified. So I'm, I'm I appreciate not- that because I have been terrified in some of these situations and just been like, what am I, what am I doing here? Right. Why is this a thing? Is this even, I was joking with another good friend of mine the other day. I was just like, I need to be a hermit. Can I be a hermit? And he's like, I'm basically a hermit. Sure. Like, I totally get that sentiment. I got my dog, got my cat. See, and this is why, like, I would be, I would, I would be building my own little castle. I would have a farm and just a ton of dogs. And a fucking moat. Like, we need a moat. If I can't have an island, I need a moat. And something to keep out everybody else and a bunch of crocodiles. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I don't, I don't know. People are very strange. Their priorities are very strange because it's, I don't understand. Dude, I don't get it. Generational thing or just because of the area that you're in both anything. The examples and stories I'm drawing from without naming names are not isolated to, to this geographic area. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a priority based on generational things you think? Yeah. That's it so just seems weird. like, it almost seems like to me on a very odd kind of, I don't know that other people would see this as related, but like the family unit got fractured when oh, we for were sure. kids. Oh yeah. And we don't have commitment or we're terrified of it because if you are scarred by someone you are committed to, you no longer, or you don't become afraid of that person or of that situation, you become afraid of the commitment. Yeah, the, the abstract. It, it seems, it, right. It seems that the abstract is the problem, not the, you know, hookup culture or the friends with benefits or the toxic personality or let me identify that this person doesn't have their shit together. I've got a friend who tells me stories of his ex all the time and I just think, how how, how were you there for over two years and you didn't see that this was a problem right which ended in your arrest because she falsely accused you of something after draining you of like a a lot of money um having you pay for her tickets like her uh moving violation traffic tickets um never getting out of bed for two years because she was just didn't want to do anything and then yelling at you when you weren't working hard enough when you were working two jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like how was all of that okay? And now it's just yeah, you know? Yeah, no, I fully understand that. I'm I'm also kind of curious if it's instead of having like a it's not actually because because we as a as a culture at this point have an issue actually making an individual responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious if instead of holding the individual that hurt you or made your life hell responsible because you just don't you don't do that to people anymore. You can't hold somebody else responsible. It's the word of commitment or the idea of commitment that we now hold responsible for being the the elephant or demon in the room, so to speak. 
people don't take responsibility either. They're quick to blame it on anything else, even if it doesn't make any sense. Something that I had happen in the last month um, was we were all out at the lake and a friend of mine got too intoxicated and she said, Hey, I really need you to drive my car back. I really don't feel comfortable with anybody else here. Um, could you please take care of me? This was my roommate at the time. Um, and of course I was like, yeah, let me take care of you. You don't feel comfortable. Yeah. 100%. I got you. Um, cause she went out of her way to be like, I do not feel good with anybody else here right now. I'm freaking out. We gotta go. I was like, okay. So there had been one other friend that had ridden with me out to the lake and we were, you know, all having a good time. And he was like, yeah, you take care of her. I can drive your truck back. I had my mom's truck at the time because it was trying to move. Um, I can drive your truck back and it'll be fine. And I was like, okay, are you good? Like I've been, you know, I've, I've kept myself sober all day. Are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm great. I feel good. Everything's fine. I've driven these kinds of trucks before. I was a fireman. I've got lots of different experience. So he was like, yeah, no, I'm sober. I'm good. Everything's fine. Okay, great. So we go, um, and we get to a restaurant where we're all going to eat. We ate. I asked my friend, I was like, can you drive your car from here? She's still like, no, I really still don't feel good. I was like, okay, that's fine. I asked my friend, I was like, Hey, you got it this far. Um, can you get it home? Are we still good? Yes, we're great. Everything's fine. Okay. I get home at about five minutes after we get home, I get a call and he says, it doesn't work anymore. And I was like, what? So I get someone to pick me up and take me to where he is, which is less than two miles from the house. And in less than 20 miles, he had burned through the entire clutch in this truck. It was a manual standard transmission. He burned through the entire clutch in this truck, popped it up on a curb because it was no, the clutch plate got burnt. And so it was no longer sensing that there was any gear to go into. So you could pull the entire clutch out while it was in gear and the engine didn't stall. So it thought everything was neutral. Um, had to have the truck towed, ended up taking it to, um, a Dodge dealership here in the area. And they were like, yeah, this, this clutch, like it, it wasn't an old clutch. It was burned through. And he goes, yeah, it was my fault. I'm going to pay for it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, great. And he had gone on and on about how he had sold his house and he had all this money in the bank and blah, 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 blah told me like, I'm going to give you restitution. I'm going to everything. It was my bad. I thought I could drive it and I couldn't. Okay. So we get the bill for the truck and it's $3,500, $3,200, something like that. Oof. And I sent it to him and I was like, Hey, this is what it is. Here's where it is. Here's the technician. You can ask him, like, I didn't make any of this up. I'm sending you screenshots. I'm sending you receipts. I'm giving you the phone number of the dealership. Like, I want to make this as kosher as possible. I really appreciate you making this right because you definitely lied to me and you lied in front of other people and you lied to me over text message where I have in writing that you said not only like you were good and everything was fine, but also that you could drive this truck. Yeah. All of a sudden he comes back and he's like, it's an old truck and clutches will eventually fail and you're just stuck with it. What a fucking clown shoe. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. Um, that clutch was replaced three years ago. I don't care how old the truck is. The part is new. And you fucking or, burned through it, bro. And yeah, you like I specifically asked the technician, was the, tr- the clutch thro- showing wear and tear or was it burnt? Because you can tell the difference and I could smell the difference. The difference. Like, I didn't need to know. I like I didn't need to ask. I knew, but I wanted the professional's opinion. And he was like, yeah, no. Um, 
I'm not going to do anything. I've changed my mind and I'm not talking to you anymore. And ghosted me and unfriended me on everything and blocked me. And I was like, how do you have zero accountability? None. Zero. 100. Like, how are you that much of a pathological liar that you're going to say, I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make this right. And then, and I didn't ever ask he went up and straight up offered and was like, yeah, this was my problem. Like I shit the bed, all this kind of stuff. And basically what what I said was it wasn't even my truck and I got in hot water for letting someone else drive it. And so I need you to make it right. Otherwise I'm going to have to make it right. So guess what? I'm stuck with it. He was expecting you to not take him up on it. He was expecting to have it be, oh, thank you so much for offering but I don't expect you to do that when in reality it's like, bro, no, you fucked up. Like you broke it. You fucked up. I could have left my truck there. Like, did I want to? No, but I could have. Yep. You made the choice to offer and now I'm fucked. Like there were plenty of other people there. I could have left my truck. I could have driven her car. We could have come back later. It would have been fine. But yeah. What a fucking clown shoe. And like I explained to him, especially because it wasn't my vehicle. And so then I was left without one for the, for, I don't remember oh, yeah, how for long it was, minute. but for a good minute, I was just left without transportation because that was the truck. I had switched vehicles with my mom and until I got it fixed. Yeah. Well, you did have the mom van. That was later. That was like a week and a half after it happened because oh. it took them a while to get the truck in. First, I had to wait for there to be a place with an opening. Then I had to get the tow truck to the other place. Then I had to see if they had a, something available, and it took yeah. them a few days to get something of it. So there was a week, week and a half in there where I just didn't have any transportation. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh. So I was kind of relying on other people. Um, my roommate was kind enough to let me have her car a couple of times to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, had another friend that was kind enough to help let me – like he drove, but he helped me move in his truck, right. which was really helpful. Cause the whole reason I had the truck was because I had a couch and a mattress and yeah. like all this shit that I had to move. So yeah, yeah no, just what a goddamn clown shoe. No, I know. And it's back to like the whole point of the story was not only do we not assign accountability to a single person, but we don't take accountability for our actions. If we fuck something up when there's not another place to t- place that blame, yeah. I asked like eight times in front of other people. I have witnesses. I have text messages. I have receipts. Like, no, no. It's a small you claims court place- case right there. <laughs> I, dude, I don't even fucking know. Just holy hell, you know, it's- but is he, is he going to take accountability? Oh, absolutely not. I'm really curious because like, and I'm I'm honestly wondering if that's something that's just our own generation or if it was also our parents' generation because like the more that you get into business and everything else too, a lot of it, a a lot of the new teachings is, you know, having accountability and things like that and and stuff. And, And I don't feel like those are things that you should have to teach to people to do in business. And the more that I'm in the business world, I'm kind of wondering if it's not just, like, it's not just us. It can't be just us. I don't know. I know a lot of parents of the boomer generation that kept bailing their kids out. And I don't mean out yeah. of jail, but like no, bailing but them general, out for anything. Yeah. Just being like, hey, you know, take this, you need it, take something. And I'm not saying not to give a leg up, but it's the difference between a handout and a leg up. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I'm so thankful to my mom when there have been times I've come to her and I've been like, I can't do it. I need help in whatever way. I cannot. I have tried. I have done my best. Here's everything that I did. Please save me. Otherwise, something's going bad. And she's been like, okay, yeah, but it's not a handout. It's a leg right. up. You pay me back or I'm going to need something from you in the, like later or whatever. This right. is not just free and clear. It's more yeah. like a loan, whether it be monetary or otherwise. Yeah. And it's not a blank check. Right. Exactly. But if people are writing blank checks or getting blank checks, then you don't have accountability because you have this gigantic safety net. And it's like being on the trapeze with that huge thing underneath you. You never worry about falling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I come from a very like different perspective on that. Cause I've always looked at Ian as my giant safety net. Cause like, I'm able to take the risks that I have and, and climb where I have so quickly because I have him as my safety net. But I also feel like I was having a, a conversation with my mom and she's like, well, I think that it's just you taking, I, I look at it as you just having good calculated risks as opposed right. to, to, um, in my mind, I'm just like, honestly, just not giving a fuck. Cause at the end of the day, like our health insurance and, and there's still a stable paycheck is, is there, but right. I don't, I don't know how that likens in my mind. It does. I guess it's a matter of it actually being, it, it is a pros and cons. It is a calculated risk and, and it isn't a blank check, but it is because he's my husband and we share a bank account. So I, I agree with your mom on the calculated risk of that one because, I mean, the chance of him losing that is a lot lower. Right. But it's not literally just like I can go jump off a cliff and somebody is going to save me. Yes, this is true. This is true. However, I do think that if I were to jump off a cliff, there is a, uh, a, uh, did a life insurance policy that Ian would get. So That's not saving <laughs> you, though, dear. If I go I jump mean, off a cliff, my mom gets a life insurance policy, so, you know. Well, all I'm saying is, is sometimes a cliff looks really good, and I might be a lemming some days, so that's where we are that. in life. <laughs> I get that. I totally do. Sometimes it's, it's, that was me a couple of weeks ago. If we're going to die, could we just die? Like, just, uh, just do it. Just take me. Just please. Let me just speed this up a little bit, please. Well, Morbid humor for the win. <laughs> we ended up talking a little bit about dating which i'm sure we'll go into we ended up talking a little bit about future procreation in a non-gross way i guess i don't know i'm sure there's more tmi to come um it's there's fine. Definitely- i i think me texting you stuff is plenty <laughs> tmi enough i i think we will have plenty of ammo for the next couple months years days to come yeah where we For will sure. long as we're living it's bound to stay interesting because i have never been accused of being normal so i can always bring weird to the table this is absolutely accurate and i appreciate it speaking of weird before we we log off for the day i have officially gotten ian into true crime and it's the best thing he has he has a true crime podcast that he's listening to that, love that. He's invested in and i we actually just finished watching a true crime uh documentary uh-huh. and i feel so accomplished uh, I, <laughs> I honestly, amazing. I honestly feel happier about this than I think I would if I found out I was pregnant. That's how happy I am. <laughs> sure. We'll believe that for a while. <laughs> Screenshot of that face. It's a recording. I can go back. <laughs> I'm going to find it. 
We'll believe that one more. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we genuinely appreciate every single one of you that wanted an episode that stuck with us. And now we're happy to be back and we are yeah. changing gears a little bit, but I think it's going to be the same kind of vibe. And if you hate it, let us know. You didn't talk to us before. Maybe you will now. <laughs> we're still at mind over millennial podcast at gmail.com mind over millennial podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, at and my name is Tess mm-hmm. and at that millennial Lauren and also uh, Tessa's TikTok famous. I don't know if you guys know this. I have one video with she has one video with how many thousand views. Yeah, exactly. One video. No, literally just one video. Like she yeah. doesn't have multiple videos. It's one video and it has 250,000 views. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could use that to the podcast advantage, but here we hey, are. I tried to upload another one and they fucking uh, took it down for community vi- guidelines violations. We'll figure it out. Anyways, uh, we genuinely hope you keep listening, guys. We love you, our beautiful human unicorns. And Tess, will we see them and on we'll the next one? we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Mind Over Millennial Music by Zach Era and Gabriel Ramos. We are funded mainly by ourselves but we're not too proud to ask for support. Feel free to drop us a line to learn how you can keep learning from our mistakes and Google sources, of course.